There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. So performance tips for better performance every day. Your very business is about taking this training model that you've learned so much about in rugby union and applying it to business and giving people training programs that they can use in their everyday lives um, that aren't necessarily professional athletes. They might be, but might not be also. So give us a tip. I'll go from like a, a mindset route. Um, and me and Chris laugh about this. I think you get this young generation now who go on social media and they'll see an absolute minority of people who might have made a few quid on a Bitcoin investment or something ridiculous. And they believe in this thing called the overnight success, which doesn't exist. I think if anybody, if you say like, what is elite? And how do you get elite? Elite is doing things which other people aren't willing to do for an unusually long amount of time, knowing you might not get any reward for it for the short term, medium term. And it's willing to do those things, as Chris has said, whether it's, say if it's a training program, and it's not trying to sell anything. You could be a chiropractor, anything. You're not going to achieve anything much in six weeks. And that's the point where people, they, they work so hard for six weeks, whether it's business, whether it's with a PT or whether it's with sporting sense. And then at six weeks, they look in the mirror and they go, I'm not what I want to be. And that's where a lot of people, I think, the non-elite people give up. And I think the other one percenters go, I'll keep going. And they do another six weeks. And then they do another six weeks. And then they're starting to get somewhere and they do another six weeks. Then you look back after six months, 12 months, you think, right, I'm getting somewhere. And then you see that progression, you get the bug and you keep going. And once you run with that for three years, then you'll get there. So that's kind of what I would say is sort of being elite. It's those people who are willing to commit to the cause, whether it's sport, whether it's outside in the real world, in business. That's what elite to me looks like. And that's what I try and apply to my interests now um, and how I try to apply myself as a player. Prioritise sleep. Sorry, we've all got we've all got kids. We've all got kids and it's not. What if you can't? You've got to find a way. Um, hydration. I know that two two I know we'll put we'll put sleep, excuse the pun, to bed. Um, hydration. <laughs> The amount of people who wander around dehydrated and underperforming as a result is probably staggering. There is science to validate that. Um, three litres of water a day for me, minimum. You'll feel so much better. I'll never be out of the bathroom. That's, that's a good tip. 
What about food? <laughs> so I, I read somewhere, Sam, I think your mum had said that when you were younger, she panicked about how much you were eating. You were just carb loading and just loads and loads of food, just couldn't get enough. Because clearly that was the perception was, of course, you've got to really put that, gain that extra energy and everything else in order to go into your session and make the most of a session. I mean... <laughs> not is there such a thing as eating too much but I mean how did you how did you sort of learn more about that and the nutritional aspects of of sort of you know how yeah. to be the best version of yourself yeah good question uh, going to Chris's coachability point I was so intrigued I, I I never wanted to leave anything off the table in the sense of like from a games perspective so I listened in what was the best thing I needed to do for recovery whether whether you're talking ice baths or massage or sleep and all these things as a young player. And then say with nutrition, I used to, re- I, I read, you know, I was back, you know, I grew up in the, I'm 88, so I grew up in the 90s. I was picking up bodybuilding magazines, reading about sources of protein and sources of energy and carbohydrate. And I had a, a, an unusual thirst um, to find out about nutrition. I remember doing GCSE um, PE and they were asking questions about nutrition. I was whapping my hand up all the time saying, you know, how many grams of protein and carbs are in a tin of beans and calories? And people are going, how on earth do you know this? I'm like, well, I look at it because I know it's important for my performance and recovery and and what I need to create adaptation. So I think because I was into that from a young age, and I got asked a question recently, actually, on the on the fitness platform that we run, is there anything I wish I knew now that I didn't know back then? Apart from, you know, new things that I've kind of researched. I'm like, no, there's, there's nothing I didn't know because I, I took the time to look into it. So... I'm a little bit unusual at like that. Um, I had an unusual thirst for it. I remember my wife, we went out from a young age, we were from the age of 16. She was cooking like a carbonara and I walked into the kitchen and she had like a, a little carton of double cream. And I said, what are you doing with that? She said, well, that's what I make the carbonara sauce with. You have a bit of egg and stuff. And I went, I, I can't eat that. And I went into the into the cupboard and I had like a little Schwartz packet mix. We just had some skim milk and I just had that instead. And I made my own carbonara sauce, you know, like I was so, <laughs> I think I was a bit OTT. Um, I remember I was in the room actually, the last example. I was in the room with Wales playing and one of the boys came into the room on a Thursday and we're playing on a Saturday. And he came into the room and you know, you got the complimentary tea and biscuits that you get by the TV. And he picked up one of the biscuits about eight o'clock at night. I was sat on the bed, my feet up, and he went and put this biscuit in his mouth. I went, whoa, 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 what are you doing? And he sort of had his mouth half open, went, what? I went, you're going to eat that now? Two, day, two days for a test match? He was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you're mad, I couldn't do that. Because I just felt like if I did, and I remember talking to Chris about this, if I did all my gym sessions, all my rugby sessions, my skill sessions, my sleep, my nutrition, this is obviously pre-kids because I had, I could be selfish and focus on myself. You like had if sleep I did all of that, pre-kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I did all that, I would cross the whitewash and play my opposite number and I'd be like, there's no way he has... has put in as much effort, got the diligence that I've got, the resilience, the toughness, the dedication, the time, the preparation. He, he can't be as good as me. He just can't. And that was just my mindset towards everything. I think it might have been a bit intense maybe for some people, but and there was times I used to think I could have been an individual athlete because I felt some of the standards that other players might display would really frustrate me when they didn't take it that seriously. Um, but that was just what I was like. And don't get me wrong, as I grew older, I learned to calm down. I would have a bit of brownie, you know, a couple of days for a game. You know, I, I did I did calm down a, a little bit. Only just, I remember as I said to someone, I'll have a bowl of Cocoa Pops, I've calmed down. They went, whoa, Cocoa, you're crazy. They're talking like 10 beers, you know. Um, but yeah, so I did relax a little bit. But yeah, I've always had that diligence, I guess. Did that... And was that a, a mechanism, a way of taking the pressure off that you felt that you'd done everything you possibly could, the preparation, 
therefore the result would be what it what it will be. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, from my own perspective, I found if I hadn't done that preparation work, that's when I felt nervous going into a race. Yeah, yeah, that's such a good point. Co- confidence that I found, and and Chris, you know, you'll know from the conversations we've had, hundreds of conversations growing up. People say, "Where do you get confidence from?" I get confidence from preparation. Um, if you prepare to the best of your possible ability, you're going to be way more confident. And, and a simple layman's example would be if you're doing a best man speech and you've done no preparation for it, you're going to be absolutely crapping your pants when you go up there in front of 200 people. If you've practiced it and you've structured it properly and it got, it's got a good flow and you've done it diligently, then you're going to be way better prepared and not feel half as nervous. So you get confidence from preparation. Um, and I always sort of did that, made sure I had to tick all the boxes in the week and then I go into a match feeling the best that I possibly could. It's interesting that, isn't it, actually? Because you are, I always find, I don't know if Rachel found this with you, Sam, but I find with Ben, when he's in the competition, he's a nicer person to be around. Because, because no, no, because this is all part Thanks of this conversation. No, but because you've done the preparation and the preparation yeah. is where the hard yards are, right? Uh, like you say, it will be what it will be because you've done all the hard graft in the lead up. And that's the bit that's always really hard work. But the bit where you're actually in the competition, I find, is the most relaxing, which is ironic. But that is how I think you guys live your lives, is it not? I was a really nervous, anxious person on match day. I'd wake up, the moment my eyelids opened up, I'd be like, oh, match day. Couldn't eat, really struggle. Family would come to the hotel to get tickets. I'd leave them behind the reception, wouldn't want to speak or engage with them. But then when, I, when, when I'm when i playing a game, I've never been nervous for one minute of any game because that's just my comfort zone. I know I'm good at it. It's what I'm comfortable doing. And I'm, I'm like, what, if I feel like this during a game, why do I feel all this nervous, anxious energy on the morning of the match and, and the bus ride in and stuff. So I, I can't explain why I had that. But you're right. Once I was in the competition, that's almost your comfort zone. It's, it's quite strange. And so people are like, how do you cope with crowds and the noise and the physicality and the fitness demands? I'm like, well, that's I, that's what I've been trained to do for the last 15, 20 years. You know, that's, that's, that's actually what I'm comfortable doing. It's the other stuff I found uncomfortable. So yeah, strangely, I agree with I agree with that. 